Welcome back to the Sports Booth Podcast. Uh, Luke and Husey here g'day, again g'day. for another week uh, of, of, of a lot of sport. A lot of sports this week. A big week. A big week. Again, it's, it's following up another big week. We, we, we majorly cover, obviously, rugby, NRL, rugby league, and uh, American football, and those three sports are hot at the moment. Yep. Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on Formula One as well, but the, the big three... Uh, what we'll be covering mostly today. And I've got a lot of, I guess, big questions that have come from, from the weekend. I think a lot of people got a lot of questions, including several NRL coaches that got some <laughs> questions about the rules. So Yes, so we'll go straight into it. Obviously, on the uh, on the run sheet today and on, on the potty today, we've got Super Rugby, that another week, disrupted week, but, but we got through it. Six Nations, finished, France, fuck. Uh, NRL, round two, uh, NFL off-season, massive, massive signings. It's, it's crazy time in the off-season. Yep. Especially NFL, just this year seems seems mad, and a little bit on on the first race in the Formula One. Without further ado, we'll jump straight into Super Rugby. So, Super Rugby, Brumbies uh, bet the Reds in the top of the table, undefeated. Someone's oh had to go yep. clash in GIO Stadium down in uh, ACT. Pretty average game, but mm. I guess it was it was interesting just purely because of the result was so close. But other than that, I yeah. wasn't impressed with. With the styles, yeah, I guess like the Brumbies are the scrappier of the two teams, so it sort of suited them a bit more than the Reds. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, overall, it's just not positive signs for Australian rugby for when we come up against New Zealand teams. But as I said, one of the teams had to win. At the end of the day, the the Brumbies wanted it more, and yeah, I guess look, there's a lot of talent in Australian rugby at the moment, and we've seen the first Wallaby squad released as well. And these two teams have got more than their fair share of Aussie talent. Definitely, and and like that, I just couldn't quite put my finger on what was wrong with the game, and I didn't know. Like I, first half, I thought the ref was doing a bad job, but then it just kind of continued, and it wasn't like the second yeah. half hero in the game. I, 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 yeah, I couldn't put my finger, but something just wasn't quite right in that game. That just didn't flow that well, unfortunately. And sometimes you get games like that, so don't rule those two teams out yet. Um, but I think the Reds definitely had their chances to win it uh, and steal it again at the end, but couldn't do it this time. So, so good job to the Brumbies. Second game, the force came from behind to beat the Drua. Uh, and, and which was another, I guess, interesting affair. I felt very similar with that game yeah. as well. Like it wasn't free flowing, still more exciting than probably Brumbies and Reds, but just yeah, yeah, it was definitely more exciting for for me watching it. Uh, the Dura had some amazing breaks there, and I guess sort of uh, like scrappy rugby or like not clean rugby really suits them. Like broken plays and things like that. They work really well in support of each other. They're constantly looking to offload the ball. And that can that proved very dangerous, and they're all exceptional athletes as well. They're all so fast and so strong; it's really hard to contain them. And as they improve on their technique and fundamentals, they're going to be a very dangerous team. And they're improving week to week as well. So, yeah, look, I think even though they lost, they could come out of that game with a lot of positives. Definitely, definitely. And I think again, even for the force, it's a it's a game probably the force wouldn't have won in past years. Yeah, it's, it's showing some improvement for them. So good. Third game was the the only New Zealand game, which was Chiefs beating Moana Pacifica 59-12 comfortably. Yep. It's a it's a team in their second game after five weeks. You know, what, it, what you can, can't criticise Moana Pacifica too much. They'll, they'll find their feet slowly. I think it more shows, any, if anything, the Chiefs just the absolute domination they had. So I think for them that was a really good good win um, for Moana. They'll, they'll pick up um, kind of the scraps that they yep. get left from that game. And then uh, the Waratahs did it a bit tougher than they probably should have. They were yeah. always, again, comfortable. It felt like the force game again. You didn't feel like the Tars were going to lose it. Yeah, and I think as well, missing Jake Gordon is actually a really uh, being felt amongst the, the Waratahs. 
he's probably after Parise, he's probably their best player on the on the squad at the moment with Hooper and Swinton and other players out. Yeah. But um, yeah, look. Izzy Parisi is having an amazing year so far. You know, he might not be getting all the, the statistics or whatnot, but you just see him running the ball and you see the threat that teams uh, feel from him and the respect they have for him. Where, I mean, the, the, uh, one of the Waratahs tries was set up because two defenders went for Parisi rather than the inside man. Um, and, and, you know, every time he gets the ball, unless it's an illegal tackle, he can't be taken <laughs> down by one tackler. So... Yeah, look, I, he's, he's been named in the extended Wallaby squad. I'd really like to see him get a run around in the rugby championship. So, yeah, look, I think the Waratahs, it's the first time they've won two games in a row since 2020. So constantly, nice. constantly improving. <laughs> yeah, big for the Waratahs. So was, and once they get their full squad assembled again as well, I think they'll be really dangerous. Will Harris looks like a gun at eight. Yeah, definitely. And I think it was funny I saw on Stan Sport, um, Andrew Mertens named mm. uh, a form Form Wallabies team, which I've been doing every every second week. We we drop a uh, form Wallabies, form All Blacks team, and uh, it was it was quite funny because the Australian, you know, the, the commentators or I guess the, yeah the the team there were like, why are we doing this? You know, it's so far away, and it's like. You're a sports show, like yeah. <laughs> you, you probably sh- you've got to chat about something if you're not exactly. going to sit there and say who's going to be in the Wallabies. However, yeah. he did he did have some interesting picks, and one was Pataya, blindside winger, which not normal to play, and then yeah. Like the issue with Parisi, and I, I, I rate Parisi as well, is Ikatao hasn't done anything wrong from the Brumbies, and so Murden's actually had him at twelve, and I was like, I'm, I'm interested there, like yeah. you know, like that. Ikatao can play like footy. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And I watched it again against that Brumbies game. He, I, I think that could be an interesting setup because I'm seeing Hunter Pasami as well played. I thought really well for the Reds in that game. Yeah, but he's an outside centre. Don't try and put him at twelve. He's a thirteen. Yeah, and he, if, he, if he's ever going to be a thirteen, so I mean, yeah, there's a, there'll be a lot more talking points. I think once the, the actual Wallabies kind of come together, there was a couple of names that missed out on that squad. Will Harris one. Mm. Um, one other one for me was Fergus Lee Warner. Uh, from the force, he's he was a massive. I thought he's been huge for the force, so an interesting name to miss out. But yeah, it'll, it, forty men probably you know they obviously gets cut down, and there's yeah. all the international players to come back, no Hooper or anything like you know like there's a lot going on. So I'll, I'll be interested, I guess once once that closer to those uh, yeah. England internationals because that'll that'll be a big time and interesting Absolutely. to see who they select. But this will lead me on to my one big question this week for Husey from Super Rugby, Super Rugby specifically. Will an Australian team get a home quarter final? So currently we have what the top three are all Australian yeah. teams. Obviously, you put an asterisk next to that because New Zealand teams haven't played as much. But it would require a team to finish in the top four. Now I look at the Chiefs, Blues, Crusaders, and I can just about guarantee top three teams there. Hurricanes on their day can beat the Blues. Still have to game, have a game against the Chiefs, which will be interesting. Could beat the Crusaders, you know. Like Chiefs just beat the Crusaders, so. Blues beat the Chiefs, we beat yep. the Blues, so we're pretty much world champions. But if we if we have to have a serious like like from that Reds Brumbies game, I'm unsure now. I was I was like, yeah, they'll get a quarter final, but see the thing is though, right? And even though they haven't played in New Zealand teams yet, is it's almost a bit like what kind of a lead can they build up going into versus the New Zealand teams, and what New Zealand team will be dropping games against the other teams? Like we've seen the Highlanders so far have dropped their games against the other New Zealand teams, but I don't. E- I don't even think it's. I don't think the top four at the end of the season w- might necessarily be the full best teams because of the because of how uh, much of a lead I guess uh, the yeah. Brumbies for, say for example could 
build up on like the Hurricanes. Because mm. even though the Hurricanes might have some really close games against the Crusaders and Chiefs and just narrowly miss out, that's still a loss of points. So my, my thing is here, okay, so you've got, let's, we've got, you know, Blues, Crusaders, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Highlanders. If the Brumbies lose those five games, but don't take one of those, yeah. I don't think either of those top four teams are losing five games. You know, that's, yeah, where, that's, that's where you've got to draw a line. Like, that's where I go, okay, say the Hurricanes lose to the Crusaders and the Chiefs, they've been in the Blues. Say, say they all lose like two each there, and then one more because they'll play them all again. Yeah. Uh, maybe four. I see. Maybe four. That's mm. against. It would take. It would take a team to lose five games, and the yeah. Islanders would have to upset them, or they'd Look, have to lose. It, to it might team. be. It might be un-Australian of me to to say this, but I don't. I don't. I, I'm agreeing with you, and I don't think that they will. I, I think that that's my only just like concern is like the maths of the situation. Yeah. Is like how much of a lead could yeah, an undefeated, you know, like an I, undefeated Australian team build up, but. I, yeah. look at it, I look at it now, and the only team I think can do it is the Brumbies because yeah. they've won those five. They're not playing the Reds again. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they're playing the Reds again. Um, so I go, okay, they've got three games. Their first three games. Who were their first three games? Force, Dura, Waratahs. Mm. So they probably win. Let's go definitely Force and Dura games. They should yeah. win. Waratahs was a twenty-seven twenty the first game. Yeah. So it could could go either way. Yeah. Let's say they win all Let's those. Let's say three they games. win. Best case scenario, they win. So they win. Eight. So that's eight. They, they would have to pick up at least one of the New Zealand teams. Yeah. You know, the they Highlanders could pick the Highlanders, do, yeah. Which it could do, but I'm like, I still, I'm not confident enough to say. Yeah. yeah at this will. stage, look, especially after the last couple of weeks, and the Brumbies, the only team they, they've they really like beaten, beaten has been the Dura. And I'm not sure what the result against the Rebels were. But the other games have all they, been. They beat them like 36 18. Yeah. Like that. So but they, yeah. again, the Rebels, you can't count. Yeah. Much, so yeah. they, you know, the other results haven't exactly been. Uh, convincing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah, I it'd be it'd be gun it'd be a head, stretch. Gun to your head, you're saying no. I'm saying no, yeah, because no, no. I, I think the yeah, as you said, like the the Crusaders, the Chiefs, the Blues, and the Hurricanes are all quality sides um, that are taking games off each other. Yep. So, yeah. All right, there you go. So, no Aussie side to host a home quarter final. So it'll all be played out in New Zealand, maybe <laughs> potentially if New Zealand can sort out. Mm. Well, if their okay. COVID situation, well, you know, yeah. if, if it's a COVID situation, it could end up being a technical home, home <laughs> final. Technical home yeah. All right, on to the Six Nations. So that was Super Rugby. Uh, uh, six Nations. Get out your baguettes, everyone. <laughs> um, so what we'll do is I'll take you through the games and then I will kind of run you through the table that I predicted. Um, and then I'll ask Husey the, the, one, the one big question. So France, bet, oh, let's start off the other way. Ireland bet Scotland and that meant that France were going to have to beat England to win uh, the Six Nations and get a Grand Slam. Guess what? They did it. They did yep. it pretty pretty comfortably in the end. 25-13. Ireland beat Scotland 26-5. Wales lost to Italy, which is a, is a big result because mm-hmm. Italy hadn't won for so long. 21-22. Italy, first ever time they beat Wales in Wales. So it's a massive result yeah. really from the weekend. Uh, it's great to see because there was obviously a lot of discussion from us included to yep. say... Italy aren't up to, up to scratch. So, I mean, they, they need to keep taking games like this off teams and, and they need to do this on a yearly basis to, mm-hmm. to kind of justify their, their, them in the positions. But if we look at the table, so my table I did was for, for when I predicted, and the only team I get really wrong is France, which, you know what, it, it was, yep, I, maybe I misjudged them a little bit. I thought they were stuck in a bit of a COVID situation. They weren't. Uh, Ireland was first on my predictions. England second, Scotland third, France fourth, Wales fifth, Italy sixth. Now, if we look at the actual table, if you move France from fourth to first, 
I've got it perfect. <laughs> so have I just done that? Oh, yeah. Because it went Italy, Wales, Scotland, England, Ireland, France. Uh, and, and it's quite funny. I, I, I just did it based off the two-point system that they used to use. I forgot they were doing bonus points. But I um, pretty much got it kind of bang on where I thought Ireland would at least lose a game. I just thought France, England, and Scotland would all take games off each other, whereas mm. France didn't do that. So I predicted, you know, Ireland to be 4-1. and one. So I was, I was looking pretty good. I thought... Yep, France have beat them. England and Scotland or England and Wales are going to beat France, and that just didn't happen. I must no. say, France impressed with their away games. It was Their away games must have been Wales and Scotland. Yep, because I think they had everyone else at home, which is not the hardest of, of away games, but yep. you've still got to win those, and they defended their, their home turf against Ireland and England, which was big. So that leads me to the one big question, Husey. Mm-hmm. Are France now the favourites to win the Rugby World Cup in New Zealand? New Zealand, the TAB, yeah. they've just been made the favourites. So I want to know from you and Aussie, do you think they're the favourites? It's at home, the weight of expectation. DuPont is playing un- incredible. Uh, hmm. It's a good one. See, I, in my mind, just from years of trauma, um, I'm always expecting New Zealand to be the favourite and to be in the, the final <laughs> And to, to win the World Cup. So, yeah. Uh, far out. Um, no, I think it's still New Zealand. I think New Zealand's just... It's going to be so hard for for anyone to take on New Zealand because there's a new wave of talent coming through. In addition to the talent you've already got that... Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it, but... I, as I said, that might this might just be years of trauma of watching New Zealand <laughs> beat Australia over and over and over again. Um, I I do I think France will be up there, especially because it is uh, home territory for them. It was only what two World Cups ago, two or three World Cups ago, they were in the final against New Zealand. Yep. Yeah, so it's not exactly as if they've faded away or anything. So yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him as favourite. Favorites. I still think. So I, I've actually got an interesting perspective on this. So France just overtook us in the world rugby rankings. Can't yep. really take too much about the world rugby rankings because yep. a mathematician down in a dungeon decided to do them. But what it does mean is South Africa are still top dogs, and I yep. go. I still think I think they're the favourites to win this. Still, they're, even even like you've got to think what they've gone through with COVID, the whole travel yeah. system, even with their rugby championship performance. I mean, half their team probably plays in France anyway, or they're, they're, they're at least customising because their South African teams are playing in the European culture now. I'm like, I think you go over there, you've got a a, a still a still the favourite, just the, the level they're playing and, and everything that's I think is on their side. I still think they're the favourite. France yeah. have never done it on the B stage. You know, they've made finals, but they've never actually won. To, so mm. to call a team favourites, I still go, you know South Africa's brewing something. They always yeah. know how to... To peak for that World Cup again. This is, you know, a, a year early for for the French, so it's hard. I, I think you're probably too far out to say that the French are the favourites, mm. um, but I think they're, they're, the, those top three t- teams are the the three best looking at the moment, um, and and it's hard to go past them. Yep. Alrighty, that is rugby. Uh, a fascinating weekend, I guess. Yep. That 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 the next time we'll get international rugby will be those mid year tests. So England have Australia. I believe here they're coming here. Don't know as an Aussie. Don't don't, don't, don't. a Wallaby supporter. Um, no, it's it doesn't matter who we play. We'll, we'll, it doesn't matter. What you'll win or you'll lose. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't matter until we get to the World Cup. It's all just building. It's all Dave Rennie's master plan. 
of the World oh, Cup. Oh, so you're really the favourites. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, we're the underdogs. <laughs> we're the underdogs. He'll, he'll come story. out and win it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so on to, on to rugby league where Australia's are are, are the favourites in that. So yep. we'll go back, go for our good, bad and ugly Um from the week, so what we do every week, rather than running through you all the scores, you, if you don't know the scores, um, we'll tell you about the games or what we thought was good, bad and ugly from this round in league, round two. Mm. Uh, as a Titans supporter, I should probably say the good is the Titans win, but it wasn't that great against uh, an undermanned, understrength Warriors side. So what I have for the good is actually the, the sport of rugby league mm. and the sport in the NRL, I don't know, again, international rules will change probably to what played in the NRL. But we have the perfect balance, you know. Fenos balancing the that that's me at the moment. Yep. That's I'm like, you know, Peter Valandis has just yep. perfectly balanced. The change of rules have been so perfect in the NRL. Like we don't get these blowouts anymore. It's always a contest. Like the 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 biggest blowout really is what a twenty six six. Raiders lost to the Cowboys. I don't, no, I don't know. The Tigers and Knights this last weekend was pretty bad. It was twenty six. It was more than 26, wasn't no, it? No, 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 no. See, there, see it seems like more. It's, uh, it seemed like more because of how bad the Tigers yeah. were. But, yeah, again, it, it just it, you, when you get on a roll, you can't score as much points. Yeah. Which, again, everyone's like, oh, you want to see scoring points. But I, the best game of the round was the Dragons and Dogs to me. Ah, uh, Dragons. Sorry. not That was the second best game. But the uh, Broncos and Dogs, dogs to me, yeah. the, the last game of the round, there was a lot of very good attack. It was just defences now are, are, are able to be better. They've just done it so well where they've got the perfect balance of, yep, we want it to be fast, but, you know, those penalties now inside the half rather than a yep. six again. It's it's just the perfect flow, I think. Everything they're doing there has, has worked really well. And now we've got the best product of rugby league that I've probably seen in, in four years. And it's taken a while to get here, but it was always these bumps and bruises were going to take their time. Yep. And I just think it's the perfect game at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna it's say not it. perfect. <laughs> it's better. It's really good. But I don't think, I think perfect's very difficult to achieve. I wouldn't say it's perfect. There's still things that need to be ironed out. And that's going to come up my good, bad, and ugly, such as HIA and things like that. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's close, but I wouldn't say it's perfect. But we're, we're getting closer to perfect, which is really good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. 100%. So, on to my bad. It was a team I talked up all preseason. Said they were going to be a top eight team. First first round they beat a good Sharks team. It is the Canberra Raiders. They just lost to the Cowboys twenty six six after the Cowboys lost to the Dogs and it looked like there was sixteenth versus fifteenth. They were rightly at the bottom of your rankings. I think second to last or last Cowboys at the power rankings. It must have been last. I think they were last. Last at the bottom of the rankings. Yeah, it has, and had, let me tell you that has certainly changed. Yeah, that that's. That was an embarrassing defeat for the Raiders. Yeah. An embarrassing defeat. Not like they weren't at full strength. Like, obviously, they've still got players out, but that's And, and as well, like, this is a Cowboys team that is looking to sell their biggest star, Jason Tamalolo. The coach is being accused of mismanaging his best player. Uh, a new halves pairing that no one thought would work because they're both sevens, um, and they're like, who's going to play six? But is looking like... Uh, Todd Payton has pulled off a masterstroke with that. So this is not like a, a Cowboys team that has, has been looking like they're going to be playing finals or anything like that or even all on the same page. So the fact that they got, let's face what it was, blown out like that it is, it's is a blowout in today's age. Bad. Yeah. And I mean, the, the issue I have isn't so much, I think we're going to get a lot of these games where teams you don't expect to win are going to win the game. Yep. Like if they can hold on and they can, you know, get up by 10 
16 points. We saw how quickly games can change with Melbourne and South Sydney, and I mm-hmm. thought I just think there's going to be a lot of those games where you're not going to expect, you know, in a performance, you're expecting a 13-plus, and all of a sudden a team, you know, puts out a decent performance. I think there's yep. going to be a lot more differences this year. And that leads me on to the one thing that has stayed the same through the first two weeks, and that's my ugly. It's the Manly Seagulls. And the reason I say it's my ugly and not my bad, because I don't think they're a bad team. It's just been ugly performances yeah. so far. And the man I'm st- I'm going to stick stick out for and say has been the ugliest of ugly is actually Delhi Cherry, Cherry Evans. I don't blame Tom Jabrovich. What he did last year was phenomenal. It's going to be hard to back it up. Everyone's going to be watching him. So you need your leader to step up. And I watched his game against the Roosters, and there was mm. just so many times where I thought, that is not good. <laughs> uh, Attack-wise and D-wise, I just felt like they're missing something there. This team, I think, will turn around. They'll still beat some teams. They will have their moments, but they have been ugly. Very ugly. ugly. (laughs) Manly Seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was ugly. All right, on to my good, bad, and ugly. So, good. Not surprising for anyone that knows me. The Dragons' performance, even in a loss. So, you look at that game, get a very questionable yellow card on Jaden Sewer. 0.14 seconds late. Yeah. And then... And then another uh, yellow card later in the game. So 20 minutes of being a man down against the reigning premiers. What was the second yellow card for? I don't remember. Repeat so, infringements. Yes. Who was it? Uh, it was oh, it was Zach Lomax. Zach it was, Lomax, I think it was repeat infringements. Yeah, something, yeah. Some, some other bullshit. Uh, and yeah, 20 minutes against the reigning premiers and they still were within one score of coming back, uh, of winning that game. Uh, I think it was... Overall, a really good performance, and not even just for the scoreline, but for the attitude and the spirit the team throw, showed throughout the game. It's a completely different Dragon side from last year uh, in terms of the physicality, in terms of the commitment to staying in the game, um, and then the the flair as well. Uh, the attacking flair is certainly up from last year. So I thought that was really good. I'm going to give you two goods, uh, and I'm <laughs> going to my my second. The, it comes also from. Uh, it's te- from what the Dragons did in terms of change in attitude, and I'm applying that to the Broncos and the Bulldogs as well. You saw that game, and both of those teams were fighting to the very last second to to be in that game, and some tremendous individual performances from players on both teams. And Matt Burton was amazing for for the Bulldogs, looking like one of the best signings that's. You know, has been hyped up and is living up to the hype. Uh, Payne Haas for the Broncos is just a wrecking ball. Albert Kelly is looking at a career revival. Adam Reynolds in his first game looked as he'd been playing in the Maroon and or the Burgundy and fucking McDonald's yellow his entire <laughs> life. Just he just looked like he belonged there. Yeah. So yeah, look, I think it's really great um, changes in attitude from those three squads, which were obviously none of those three squads were in the top eight last year. Uh, they're all down the bottom. Um, and to see that is is really positive for fans of those clubs to to come away from games like that. Because even if you lose, you look at the effort your players put in, it makes you proud to support that club. So. And you saw yeah. even in the, the Bulldogs home game, I think they'll get more members, yeah. more, more, more fans down to the next game because yeah. that what they put on. Question for a Dragons fan, Zach Lomax, mm-hmm. one of the better centres in the game. Surely they've start, got to start doing the old Tom Trebojevich in the New South Wales colours where he can just run around and do what he wants just about. The thing is, is that New South Wales is so flooded with talent at the moment. It's like 
who do you take off from it for him, right? So no, 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 not not to get into New South Wales. Oh, but to, say, to you know Tommy Travoyage to, when to he plays centre. Yeah, he also roams. The 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 try okay, one yeah, of the yeah, tries he scored. Mean, yeah. He came out the back, still played yeah. in a centre position. But I was just like, man, they need a they need something to do. Yeah, there. I think he is probably our best player. Yeah, um, him and Michaeli Ravalawa. But Ravalawa was a winger, so he's got sort of limited opportunities. Whereas you're right, yeah, Lomax can can drift around a bit. I mean, there, a, two years ago. There was a fullback positional battle with him and Matt Dufty, and I think the only reason Dufty got it is because he couldn't play, um, couldn't play center, yeah. and they needed Dufty's speed and talent on the field. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see him roam a bit more as well. But I think the the reason he's being maybe a little bit restricted in that at the moment is Tyrell Sloan. Yeah. And that's not because Sloan's a bad player; it's because Sloan's nineteen years old, yeah. limited experience, and he's still learning all of the players in the side. Yes, he's had the off-season, but game experience is different to training experience. And so he's learning the tendencies of his other players. And he, so I think he needs to have greater awareness so that Lomax can roam around so then Sloan can fill in where he needs to. Um, that's why Tom Travojevic is able to do that in the Blue squad because um, Tedesco and the rest of the players are also experienced and they know each other so well that they can they can adjust for if the center's out of position. But yeah, I think for the Dragons to really unlock their full potential, 100%. Lomax needs to be touching the ball more because every time he does, it's magic. Yeah, and, and just one more thing as a as a non Dragon supporter, and as you knowing you and support the Dragons, when it was twenty to six, I got a little bit excited because I was like, the Panthers are about to roll the Dragons here. Yeah. After your win and you were you know ranking them six, I was like, here we go, we're going to get on the potty on Monday, and I'm going to be able to sit there and go to Husey. Unlucky, mate, but you just got dicked 42 to 6. Yeah. So, good fight from the Dragons. Onto your, onto your bad, mate. Uh, bad is the refereeing. So, I, as I said, I agree with you. The rules are in a really good spot. I think the refereeing is still not so great. Um, and, again, mainly drawing from the Dragons game, not necessarily the on-field uh, refereeing, the but the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the HIA call, uh, you know, it's, he got knocked in the nose. He was bleeding out of his nose. Um, it's very clearly a hit to the nose. Yeah, look, I understand that they're that they're, they're experts and we're not. And if it's just their remit to just be like, is if, is this a potential concussion? Sure. Then again, though, any kind of contact with the head, not even personal contact, but if you're getting tackled and go to the ground and you bump your head there, there's always potential for a concussion. So it's like, where's the where's the line there? And I think that needs to be established. And I, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's probably too far in the safety direction, and that's very weird to say. But, yeah, I, I, it's 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 fine-tuning. It needs that fine-tuning to get it into that really fi- fine spot. But at the moment, it's and it wasn't just in the Dragons game, it's been in other games as well where players had to go off. Like in the Tigers game, uh, North Luma had to go off and then was and then was cleared within a couple of minutes but still had to sit out for 15 minutes. Yeah. So, and you look at that Dragons game, Bird was out for the, the, the rest of the game because he couldn't come back on. So... You know, imagine the impact that a great player like Jack Berger had in those last couple of sets. Maybe a different result. Who knows? It is it is what it is at the end of the day. You can't go back and change scores. You can't change the decisions. The rules are what they are at the moment. So I think it just needs a little bit of more fine-tuning and adjustments. But uh, of everything this round, that's what I'm going to take away as bad. That's the only... Like, I look at this round and I think, what's bad with the NRL? And I think, I think that is at the moment because I love what I saw with the crowds getting back to the stadiums. I love what I'm seeing out of most of the teams. But the, the the bunker at the moment, yeah, it's bad. And you're ugly? 
the ugly. Uh, Jack Bird's nose after he got knocked in, <laughs> I guess. Um, the West Tigers yep. is pretty ugly. It is pretty ugly at the moment. What The game last week, you just sort of thought, well, they're doing all right against Melbourne. Yeah, they might have lost, but they did all right. Um, but I think that was more to do with Melbourne's injuries than it was to do with the Tigers. And then... They convinced me enough to tip them. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking. Because they're cats. There are a bunch of cats at full yeah. I was so angry when I watched that game. I was watching that game. And I've got no problem if you put in a good effort and you lose the game. And it wasn't like on defense, you know, again, it was only mm. like 26 odd points to the Knights. It was Jackson Hastings looked like the only guy who wanted to play rugby yeah. league at all for them. Like Dean Laurie as well t- has his touches, but it's hard when your forward pack just didn't want to be there, it felt yeah. like. And I know these guys are professional rugby players. Of course they want to be there. Like, don't get me wrong, Madge is going to get them up there. They're going to be professional rugby players and want to be there. But I just didn't see it. Like, every time Jackson Hastings could get his hand on the ball, he was doing it, and I was just like, this is what I would like to see from some of your forward packs. Yep. Hughes is ugly. So, the one big question for this week, and it's a bit bit of a sideways one. We take out all of those that we've just discussed, because I'm going to ask you, Sean O'Sullivan plays for the North Panthers. Playing pretty well. Mm -hmm. Is Nathan Cleary a system player? No, he's not. And I'll, I'll tell you why. So, with Sean O'Sullivan playing, they've won their two games, right? Against a Manly team, who's now bottom of the table, and against the Dragons, who were a bottom eight side last year. As well as the Dragons have been playing, still. But what I... And I think Sean O'Sullivan has been playing well. I think the Panthers have been playing well. I think with Sean O'Sullivan, the Panthers are a top four side, right? But you put Cleary in there, and they're the best side. And that's the difference. That's the difference. That's what superstar players will do for you. Superstar players will take a good squad and make them great. They'll take you from top eight, top four to premiership winners. And that Cleary's done that. Uh, he's led the uh, Blues as well to origin, origin victories. He's played at representative level. He's just... He's a step up. You know, it's the difference between... Like a, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss some people off here. It's like a difference between like Tom Brady and a Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar Jackson is <laughs> is good, but he's not the goat like like Tom Brady is. There's a difference. You can see the difference there. Like they're both really good players, but one is clearly better than the other. But but you see, so you're saying that Nathan Cleary's in goat conversation now. I, I, he's, he's best in the NRL conversation. conversation. Yeah, MVP. And so that's and so you think they're they're a hell of a lot better. Yeah, I th- I think. No, I, I think great players make everyone else better. But it, yeah, it's also you. St- no matter how good you are individually, and we're seeing this with Tommy Turbo, if the team around you isn't also great, you're not going to succeed. But if you're a good player, you're not going to push a good team to greatness. So a great player will take a good team to great. So Cleary elevates them beyond that finals top four position into premiership winners. Yeah. I think without him, they don't win a premiership. No. They might, they'll still make top four, but without him, they don't make a premiership. All righty. Well, there you go. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. So, uh, Hughes, you reckon um, Cleary is not a system player? No. What we're doing now, we're moving on to NFL. So, Big I one. have got all the signings. Um, I'm going to run through some of the top names, um, and I'm going to get Hughesy to grade them for mm. us. Uh, and I want to I want to know his grade. So what is this going to do? First up, we're going to go just grade. I don't want anything else. I just want A, B, C. You can do pluses if you want. You can yeah, decide. Sure, yeah. So you'll decide on the grade. 
Ben, at the end, I'll come back to a few key ones which we've heard you grade, and then we can go back over them and, and see what you what you think. So let's start in the AFC East where the Buffalo Bills. So obviously one massive signing, Von Miller. Giving that a B. B. Uh, OJ Howard, tight end, tight end from the Buccaneers, has been signed. Also a B. Uh, and lastly, a trade with the Browns for Case Keenum as their backup. I mean, he's a backup, so C. C? Like, kind of, yeah. Actually, Mo- no, no. I'm gonna actually, I'm actually modifying that. So, no, B plus because Josh Allen runs a lot, and he, he has he potential to get injured. And I think yeah. Case Keenum, they've gone from Trubisky, who's gone elsewhere, get someone in. Case Keenum is a solid, solid backup. So yeah, B plus. Miami Dolphins, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, again, another backup quarterback. B. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, oh, he's, he's re-signed. Yeah, I give that an A. You give it's an a good, a? good piece for their defense. Two, two and one combo. Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostet. Uh, giving that a B plus. All right, on to the New England Patriots. Not actually a lot of moves, but uh, Devin McCourty re-signed. Uh, B minus. B minus. Alrighty. Uh, to the Jets, CJ Uzma. Uzma. Yeah. Uh, Giving that Bengals. one, um, I'm giving that one an A. An A? Yep. Nice. All right, Cincinnati Bengals, the O-line. They've picked up Leo Collins and Alex Kappa are the two big ones. Yeah, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Necessary moves. On to the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson. F. An F. F. An F. Big... I w- no, you know, I'm giving it an L. It's a, they've an copped a fat <laughs> L on that one. <laughs> Um, Amari Cooper. I'm gonna, I know we talked on it last week, but I'm going to yeah. touch base now with Deshaun Watson. Uh, B plus. B plus. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky. I, a. A. Mm-hmm. And Miles Jack. A plus. A plus. There's a few other signings in there. So like the Steelers own line pickups. The one from the Bears, James Daniels. That's also an A plus for me. Uh, and, and signed. Then, and then Levi Wallace, B-plus, re-signing Akello Witherspoon, A. He played so well the first down the stretch there. Mason Cole from the Vikings, B-minus. He's been average, like Vikings, Cardinals. Um, and there's been a few others in there yeah, as there's, well. There's, there's, there's heaps of names here. Yeah, I'm just, they're, I'm they're, just giving the main ones. But yeah, the, the, as a Steelers fan, I... Yeah, have to, have yeah. to. Um, I'm just going to give you the Texans. There's, there's, uh, they've got a bunch of actually yeah. solid uh, signings here. Yeah. But just for the Watson trade. Um, for the Watson trade for the Texans, yeah. Mm. Let me think. What they uh, a plus, a plus, a plus for the Texans, yeah. Um, onto the Indianapolis Colts who trade for Yannick Ngaku. Yannick yeah. Ngaku, eh? That's uh, B plus, B plus. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars have made a lot of signings. Yeah. Christian Kirk, the one uh, first one I want you to have. A uh, D because of what they paid him. Yep, Evan Ingram. Um. He's he's been he's disappointing me recently. C plus, Brandon Scherf Scherf, Brandon Scherf. Oh, B plus. That's that's, the, one, that's like that's a one with a lot of upside. One. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the best one. Tennessee Titans, Robert yeah. Woods trade. Yeah, I think that was a really good trade for them. I'm giving that an A. Nice. He's coming off an ACL though, so I'm going to upgrade it to a B plus for a six rounder. I do. Yeah, I yeah, get but it. I'm going to still B plus because he's it's going to take him a while to rehab. The Denver Broncos. Yep. Obviously, Russell Wilson we talked on about. A. 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 Randy. Not quite A+, plus because they did give up a lot for him, but A. Randy Gregory. That's an A+. Plus. That's a great right signing. On. Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. 
Juju. That's an A. That's, an a. That's a great, great <laughs> signing. And for so cheap as well. Like his only guaranteed money is three, $3.75 million. And it's, it's incentives will take up to $10 million, But still, that's a really good deal yep. for a solid player that is a third down specialist and is a, is really solidly built when your other wide receivers are pretty slight. So great pickup. Raiders. Devontae Adams. That's a huge amount of money, <laughs> but he's a really good player. And he's getting back with his college quarterback. I'm giving it a B minus. Chandler Jones. A. Rockyerson. Trade with Yannick. Oh. C plus. I don't think he's been that productive. Not that I can remember. I don't remember hearing about him since he's been drafted, so C plus. Khalil Mick. Obviously a trade. For the char- yeah, for the Chargers. Um, yeah, that for me is an A, simply because he's playing outside. He's got Joe Bose on the other side, so he'll, even though he's getting older, he'll still be productive. JC Jackson. From That's the an A plus. That's yeah. a really good trade. Um, it's so necessary for them, considering how much they throw. They're going to have other teams throw on them. Yeah, very necessary. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Hassan Riddick. A. Yeah, I like that one. I really did like that one. Mm. Commanders, Carson Wentz. Uh, far out. C minus. <laughs> C minus. Like, why Why at this point does anyone want him? And, and for the suit, he showed up to his press conference. As well. <laughs> Looked like the frickin' Hamburglar. Yes. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it, it, it wasn't A, now a B. <laughs> yeah. With Devontae Adams gone. Who's he throwing to? Randall Cobb? Well, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins deal. Oh, look, solid B+. Plus, just like Kirk Cousins as a player is a solid B+. Plus. Excellent. He's not the problem. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We obviously know Tom Brady. I'm not going to even ask yeah. you because it doesn't. Shaq Mason a, is the one. A double plus. Yeah, For a fifth a, round draft pick? That's a huge That's change. amazing, yeah. I don't know how. I think, yeah, I don't know how that's that's been pulled yeah. off. Um, as we go through the Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford's new deal. Yeah, a he's worth the money. Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson is good. He's going to replace Robert Woods there. So B plus. I think it, it all comes down to if they also land OBG OBJ back, because yeah. if, if those two, one of those two go down, they haven't got a lot of depth there as well. Yeah, um, it's my issue. Still, it's still more than other teams, and you've got Matthew Stafford throwing the ball. Van Jefferson as well. You've got him there, and then it depends on what they draft to. So. Alrighty, that's 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 the, the the most of the list. I just have the Seahawks for the Russell Wilson deal with their front office B minus B minus. Okay, so let's let's go through. We went Von Miller, I think, right at the start, which was yeah. like a B B B, and, and B. just a bit of overpaid for him. Overpaid, you think? Overpaid In the four years, are a bit overpaid for him for someone as old as he is. Yeah, overpaid for him. Deshaun Watson, if. F because you don't even know if he's going to play this year. Like, but did you see that what they've done with the signing? So it's a million dollar guaranteed this year. Yeah, but that doesn't that, do that, that doesn't it doesn't matter though because you you've traded all these first round draft picks away. Baker Mayfield's not sticking around. You've also gotten rid of Case Keenum. So who's going to play if Deshaun Watson's not? Playing? Jacoby Brissett. They just signed him. Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! <laughs> okay, I take it back. Yeah, A signed. No, <laughs> fuck no. Still an F. Like you gave up so much for him. You're paying so much for him. He's he's. Been accused of sexually assaulting 22 women. Uh, and there's every chance he doesn't play this year or misses extended time. Yeah, I don't know. It's just for me, it's such a huge gamble to throw away that much draft capital and that much money. It's so risky. It's so risky. Not even touching on the moral aspect of it, but yeah. just in terms, if you're looking at just a pure football t- terms. That, that division's really yeah. just... 
full of <laughs> 90 more Steelers Squeak you, had, you had Ravens with Ray Lewis You had you with Big Ben And now you've got the, the Browns wanting to join it yeah. The new generation yeah. Hey if it brings you titles If it brings you titles Come on man <laughs> Look at you lot There's a difference between 2 and 20 no, That's horrible to say No it's, They're all awful And anything like that is awful Definitely um, And yeah look We'll move into a team that is yeah. actually doing something Quite right Bengals O-line You gave it an A yeah, no, A, 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 or, a or A plus, yeah, one of the one two. two. Yeah, look, great moves, um, necessary for Joe Burrow. They've got Burrow and um, Jamar Chase on rookie deals still, so they're still quite cheap, so they can afford to give him protection on the O-line. And you can even see that it's not um, unique to the Bengals as well. And, of course, I'm going to write my Steelers into it, but they're division rivals, right? The Steelers have got a cheap quarterback option, which is why I gave the Trubisky move such a high grade. But it's the other moves they've done outside of uh, that. And... This is what you're seeing is necessary. You need your quarterback protected by a good O-line. The Bengals saw what happened in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs where Joe Burrow was consistently sacked. They saw what happened last year, or the season before, where he had his knee destroyed uh, by the then Washington football team. So you need that protection on the O-line. Um, yeah. You know, teams are winning in the AFC with great offensive lines and running the ball. Yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. The Chiefs, they lost the Super Bowl. What did they do? Upgraded their O-line. Uh, it's it's the it's the it's the winning formula really. It all comes down to the trenches, um, and so I, I like the moves from the Bengals there to the Steelers. Now, love I loved all of their offseason moves. I would have loved even more if they could bring Juju back, but it just looks like his time was done. They're looking to draft new players. Miles Jack, I think, is a tremendous, a tremendous signing, and with Devin Bush another year um, out of his ACL, they say the second year is the is when you're really back from an ACL. <laughs> Unless you're Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Freak. <laughs> yeah. But he's a quarterback. He didn't, even, didn't know, need to run. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. You think he starts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's, yeah. he's been brought in to start. To start, yeah. He's been brought in to start. So you don't think we dra- you draft a quarterback now? I think even if we do draft a quarterback, they don't start. They don't the start, Steelers, yeah. Steelers don't do that. They did that with Big Ben. He didn't start. He yeah. only started... But it used, to, used, be, it used to be not like that but, now, you know? But look... In Big Ben's rookie year, he was going to sit the entire year. It was only because of an injury to their starting quarterback that he did. And then because he was so exceptionally good. The Steelers the Steelers are very tradition-bound. Yeah. They will they will happily sit a quarterback. So you think they still draft a quarterback this draft? Just a quick question. Yes or no? I don't know. Don't know. I, I, you don't know, don't you, know. You're still unsure. Okay, still unsure. Right. Because there's still other places that they need It's so help. deep. It's such a deep year, draft, yeah. in, in especially defensive line. Like... Yeah. There's a lot of pieces that they can go after there. And, yeah, they from what I've heard, they're in love with Malik Willis. So Every, they, I think there's a lot of teams that are going to find, yeah, but find then love there. But they're also in love with so many other players in the draft as well, like Jordan Davis. So it's like, if they're yeah. going to trade up, do they trade up for the freak defensive tackle from Georgia? Or do they trade up for that quarterback from Liberty? So it's like, mm. I, it's really there's hard to say. On. There's a, a lot, lot yeah. Fair so enough, fair, I feel like if there was a, if there's, if Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis are there at 20, They'll, they'll, they'll take, they'll take one of those two, yeah. but if not... But if not, they'll... they'll and I don't think that they don't... Again, with this Trubisky moves, they don't need to sell the house to get Exactly, one of these that's, that's so. the other thing as well. There's, they're happy to play behind Trubisky in a year for a very team-friendly contract um, and then look at someone next year. They've also got Dwayne Haskins still on... Still I mean, you look, at, you look at their quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky was a first-round pick. Dwayne Haskins was a first-round pick. And Mason Rudolph was a, was a third-round pick yeah. who teams had a first-round grade on. So just because someone's a first-round player doesn't necessarily mean that they'll live up to that either. So... They they like the pedigree that their quarterbacks have got. I think it's going to be a really interesting quarterback battle in camp. I think Trubisky 
does start, but I think the, the competition is actually going to be quite fierce amongst uh, amongst everyone there. So nice, yeah. Alrighty, Christian Kirk, you gave quite a low one. I think it was like a D or something. D so because I, I think the pay. I think Christian Kirk is a B grade player, and they're giving him A plus grade player money, yeah. and he's not worth it. it it's gonna. This is gonna make or break the deal. Is how well he plays. Like they, they need yeah. to get Trevor Lawrence help. They've put money with him Kirk's offers to do flashed, it. Flashed, flashed potential with the Cardinals, yeah. but he looks like he could be a good player. But he needs but to click. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money, man. Robert Woods, we gave a. I think it was a B plus in the yeah, B, moved to, B, moved B plus. Um, it would be an A if he wasn't coming off ACL surgery, but it's good extra help for AJ Brown. Now that they've released Julio Jones as yep. well, yes. Juju, we, you spoke on about how yes. good of a signing it was. Uh, Devante Adams, we spoke about, but Such a lot of money. Yeah. But it, I, again, it could pay off. Like this is they, this, they're all in the Raiders. I think yep. they've done so well to go all in after what happened last year and everything. Um, I think that's a great signing for yeah. for them being in Vegas and everything. Chandler Jones, you gave an A plus, just about a, um, a, a massive a signing. That, yeah, as well. it's great, great pass rush. Him and Max Crosby. Yeah, oh. AFC West is scary. It's, it's crazy. All four teams should make the playoffs if you think all about four, it. Like, all four teams could easily win that division. Yeah. All four teams could easily be at the basement. Yeah. Shaq Mason, we touched on briefly. I don't know how they've managed to pull out yeah. a six rounder for him. Alan Robinson, we touched on briefly as well uh, for a great signing. So the one big question for Husey in the NFL is who has been the best signing so far? Obviously not Deshaun Watson. No, that's a that's a very good question. I mean, for a Steelers fan, I'm tempted to pick one of the Steelers ones, but yeah, but you're not. No, because it's the, uh, look. I think as a collective they are, but I don't think any one of them has been individually yeah. the best signing. Uh, if I ask you the best team, you can say Steelers, but yeah, I'm best you the best best signing so far. Uh, I'd say Shaq Mason because of the how low they got him for and he comes in and replaces Ali Marpet straight away. Huge. Just like it's and he's playing with Tom Brady again. Yeah. Like yeah. Boom. I think it's pretty yeah, pretty special for that one. Yeah. I, I, I read that and I Is that, I just that had to or JC Jackson between those two. Those two uh, both yeah. former Patriot players, yeah. but yeah, between those two. Fair enough. Uh, so that is the NFL offseason. Um, that's what's happening at the moment. Again, Husey taking us through all the major signings, and we'll keep you up to date as we go. And I'll probably get Husey to, to send me some info so I can do a thing at the end of the offseason so we can judge all the grades, all the teams will have a grade, so on and mm. so forth. Lastly, on the potty today, the F1 kicked off Bahrain uh, Grand Prix. Um, it was it was big. It was There was a lot that was happening this season. New cars, new everything. But Ferrari back in the winner's circle with a 1-2. Um, winning um, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz coming second. We we Red Bull were in the fight for a long time. Max Verstappen, it was it was a bit much better racing this year. But uh, Red Bull, unfortunately hampered by a couple of engine failures and, and mechanical issues, saw them both out of the race. So that left them with no, zero points. Uh, and Mercedes must be happy, I guess, because they finished third and fourth. Uh, which is in the end is a good result because they're not actually that fast at the moment. Like they were, they were seeing seeing some unexpected kind of finishes because of of what happened with Red Bull. So I think Mercedes will definitely take that finish and look to improve. McLaren's a team that needs to improve and improve quickly. Both um, Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo way back in the points, um, which is unfortunate for us, obviously yep. slash New Zealand supporters who support the man Dan. Um, and then, yeah, I guess a, a shout-out to Haas driver Kevin Magnussen, just newly in the seat, came fifth out of nowhere when they finished very, very much mm. at the back towards the end of last year and throughout the whole of last year. But, yeah, that's just a quick rundown on the Formula 1. Other than that, wow. 
Yeah. What a week of sport. A lot yeah. is happening. And again, it's, it's crazy to think this is, this blows my mind and we, we will probably touch on this more how NRL and, and even Super Rugby don't have free agencies or off-seasons yeah. like this. We just spent a good 20 minutes talking about the NFL off-season. Not a game has been played. Yep. You know, no game has been played and it's just incredible. I know there's a lot more money, everything like that, but just what they do with how they run their, their signings and, tra- and transfers and, and trades and everything like that. It's just... Uh, uh, yes, uh, t- if, if, if over the NRL or Super Rugby can get it right, could be huge. Yep. So it's it's been an, again. It's it comes back to to my to my court case that I won with the way that the NRL does their future contracts and things like that you don't get anywhere near this level of excitement. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So that is us for episode thirteen of the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We will be back again next week. Uh, but other than that, goodbye for now. Peace.